Thanks for coming out tonight. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. I appreciate that. Uh. Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, Energized by Celsius. Hope everyone had a great weekend because we're going to have a better than great episode today because of the special guest with us this afternoon. Before we get to him, I'm your host, Matt Matera. Joined with me is the face that runs the place, SR, but of course, our guest of the afternoon joining us, starting left tackle for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, number 76. He depletes defenders in his way. He knocks them over harder than the pins that he knocks over as a bowler, and he's a pretty damn good bowler. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Donovan Smith. Donovan, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? What's going on, fellas? I'm doing great. Can't complain. <laughs> Big Don, it's great to see you. As we just talked about for a quick second, right? And the last time the media was was in open locker room was 2019. Crazy, right? I mean, with us COVID, we're doing all these Zoom yeah. press conferences and stuff. It, it's going to be a treat to talk to you again. You're one of the best quotes in that locker room. Always fun to talk to. So we're excited about that. But beforehand, we got you on this Peter Report podcast, which is energized by Celsius, folks. I'm, I'm going to be. I'm going to keep it real. My flight from D.C. was delayed last night. I didn't get home till 2 in the morning. Usually one Celsius will do. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I've already had an orange this morning. Uh, getting ready to go to hit the gym. I'm rocking a cola this afternoon. Folks, Very nice. if you have not tried a Celsius yet, what are you doing? Check out all these massive flavors. A lot of them are fruit flavors, right? We got the peach vibe. We got the wild berry, tropical vibe, Arctic vibes, a new one. Orange is one of my favorites. The great thing about Celsius, as you know, is it's got seven vitamins and it's got the essential energy that you need. And the reason why is because there's no sugar in it. So you get all that energy without the sugar crash hours later. So do yourself a favor. Go to Amazon, buy them in bulk, save money with the subscribe and save, ship them right to your door. So you get all that, that Celsius flavor and the energy right to your door. I got a little carried away last week. It was prime deal day for a couple of days on Amazon. I usually get a couple of cases sent to me by Celsius each month. I help Celsius out. Trust me. I, I've got a, a stack full of Celsius here that I purchased on Amazon deal day. So hopefully you guys took advantage of that too. But uh, we are, we're excited about Buck's training camp. Donovan, you are, you've been around since 2015. Are you still excited for training camp, or are you just one of those veterans that's like, ah, we got to do this again? Can we fast forward <laughs> to the regular season? Uh, to be completely honest, it's kind of a little bit of both. Um, you know, obviously, it's the start of the season. You know, you kind of been away from the football for a little bit and uh, haven't had the pads on for a while. So, you know, you anybody who loves the game of football, you're most likely going to be, you know, hyped up, amped for it. Yeah. Um, but obviously, training camp is training camp. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, once you get going, it's kind of like, you know, that 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 feel where it's like, oh, man, here we go getting into the dog days. But, you know, that just comes with it, and that's just how it goes. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely still excited for uh, training camp. Yeah, Scott and I have had conversations about it because I've only been with Peter Report for a couple of years now where, Scott, you know, you've seen almost just about everything that you could possibly See yeah. at training camp, so I get excited. You know, we get to be this, on the sidelines. We get to see everything. This is year twenty-seven for me. Dom. Yeah. Now I mean, look, look at that. You've been so I just turned twenty-nine in June. So you've yeah. been 
doing this while I was in diapers. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I walked in the door in 95 with Derek Brooks and Warren Sapp. Tony Dungy came a year later. Yeah. So Don, back then they did full pads, two day practices, right? So as bad as you think training camp is now, let me tell you firsthand, it was worse back oh, in the day. Trust me. I Trust me. I know I had those Penn state days, those two days. Right, well. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it kind of went hand in hand back in college yeah. with, with those back in the day. But, uh, you know, Joe Paul wasn't playing around with that. So right. We, we used to have padded practices, conditioning in between periods, and then continue practicing with more conditioning oh. in between periods. So, <laughs> and the the beauty of this training camp too is you get the luxury, and you know, players say it all the time. It, it gets a little mundane going up against you know your teammate every single day. But the luxury of this year's training camp is you get the joint training camp not just once but twice. You go up against the Dolphins and the Titans as well. How much do you look forward to those events where it's like, all right, we get to test ourselves against a little bit of a different competition. Obviously, each year teams are different, and you don't know in August how good they are going to be in like December and January. But just to mix things up, how much do you enjoy when, uh, you know, either you're traveling to to Tennessee this year or when the Dolphins come to town? Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely good. Um, You know, like you said, going against your, your teammates, you know, you kind of get, you know, fed up with it. Uh, you know, those those are the guys who know your moves, you know their moves, and it's kind of you just out there getting it done and, and, and getting better. But when you have guys that are skilled and talented on both sides of the ball as we do, you know, we enjoy the work because we know that's the level of competition of which, you know, we hold the standard of, you know, being high up there. So, but uh, to be able to go against Tennessee and who else? What? Dolphins, 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 yeah. Dolphins come to Tampa, so you don't you don't okay, have to travel yeah, so anywhere they, for that. They'll come here, so it, it'll be good. It's a nice switch up, you know, different color uniforms. A lot of guys get amped up for it, yeah. Um, and it's just competition. Uh, it's another another day, another practice for you to get out there, put, you know, it's, they're essentially games if you really look at it, right? Yeah, yeah. for, for yeah. a lot of guys, they're games, game reps, um, against good quality players that's, you know, on opposite teams. So, right. you know, a lot of guys get hyped up for it. I love it. Speaking of games in August, right, as a savvy veteran, you have to love the fact there's only three preseason games, not not four, right? You're talking <laughs> about these, these practices <laughs> taking place of some of those preseason games, but but you love the fact that you're really only suiting up for two of those preseason games, not three, right, because you're a veteran. Right. Yeah, no, it's it's good. Um, all preseason games are, are, are good. Uh, it's a good test, good measure for you going into the season um, for sure. But, you know, I, I love it for the younger guys to, to be able to really get their, you know, uh, game experience, um, understanding how things go um, and just really seeing because it, it is different. You know, it yeah. is different come season time uh, when when that when you in between them lines. So yeah. to be able to have those guys get get out there and showcase their talent is is huge but uh you know we'll see what uh coach balls has us on the, the veteran plan or whatever it may right. be so and and you um it's sorry, all no. Good. no no and i said you, just just hopefully it's it's all right. good though and you're not just a, a veteran on this team like you're one of the leaders on the offense especially uh, on the offensive line is it just something that kind of as the years went on and you know you cemented your place on this team have you like taken a step or an effort to kind of like be more of a leader this year? I thought one of the coolest things was even at minicamp you were uh, you were mic'd up and you know we saw you interacting with all the players and that was and that was really cool from you know some of the other veterans to some of the younger guys, especially this year. You know with with Ali departing and uh, retiring and, and Alex Kappa signing somewhere else, have you put more of an onus on, on being a leader, getting the guys together, and just kind of you know leading by example or or vocally as well? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it's definitely something that uh, you know, I'm working on. I I, I wasn't always the most vocal guy out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of was a guy who just led by example, doing the right things, being in the right place when you're supposed to be, and um, taking care of business. Um, yeah. anytime you don't got nobody on your back, that's pretty good. So you <laughs> know, that's kind of how I how I like to approach things and 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 get things going. But you know, that's just my personality. Um, you know, I love all the guys on the team, my teammates, you know, you, you come into so many different, uh, uh, men, you know, from all different walks of lives. And, you know, you just, you just get to be able to tap into them. Yeah. Um, And when I say tap into them, you know, you, like, you get to learn their personality, what they've been through, how they've grown up, where they, you know, stuff that they into. And, you know, it's an introduction to me sometimes Mm because, you know, I'm not used to a lot of things. Let's say a Midwest person or something like that with city boy. It's a, it's a solid mix. So, you know, it's a learning process as well. And, you know, I just embrace it. So, you know, it's definitely something that, um, I take pride in and, and for sure, uh, being able to lead these guys to be what we want to be. You're one of the most likable guys on the team. You know, you're, you're always playing the music in the locker room. Guys are gravitating towards you. One of the other most likable guys in the team is not going to be there this year. Uh, Dominic asks, can Donnie announce the return of Gronk today? So <laughs> were you surprised by that? Were you surprised with, uh, with with Rob Gronkowski retiring? I was. I assumed he would either come back right, right before the start of training camp or just pull the real veteran move, skip training camp, and sign before the start of the season. <laughs> or maybe um, midseason, but, I mean, it sounds like he's not coming back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I kind of was surprised in the retirement. I was right along with you. Um, thought he was going to, you know, hold out until training camp sign, you know, right at the end and yeah. make sure you do it the right way. But, uh, you know, when he announced his retirement, it definitely caught me off guard. But, um, you know, you kind of just get a, a hint at these things uh, mm-hmm. when dealing with these guys through the locker room. Not sitting there saying that it had been talked about prior, but, yeah. you know, he, he he's what, 11, 12 years in, yeah. if not yeah. more. and. You know, he was dealing with some things injury-wise in his body. Right. And, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, what what works for him and his family and his life. Um, and, you know, that was the decision that he came to. And, yeah. you know, why not? You, you're you the greatest, arguably one of the greatest tight ends, you know, in the NFL. Right. Um, NFL history. And, you know, to be able to go out with coming back out of retirement to winning a Super Bowl to, you know, chasing it again. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like he's very satisfied and content with where he's at. And like you said, he's going to go out there and enjoy his life and business and yeah. all of those good things, which is, you know, really what it boils down to. Because, you know, outside of being a football player, you are a man and right. businessman, whatever yep. it yeah. may be. So. And Don, Don, let's face it. You're one of, of like the most Iron Men Buccaneers. Right. I mean, there's Rondé Barber. He's at the top, right? I think he had like 15 straight seasons of not missing a game, right? And you're you're not there yet, but you haven't put in like 16 years like he did, right? But I mean, you're known as the Iron Man. You know, I had one buck in your place in terms of just not missing starts, playing through injuries, etc. But he Gronk broke ribs and had a punctured lung last year. I mean, that's different from a sprained ankle or a sprained knee or you know a shoulder or whatever. I mean, that's that's like you can't breathe, and every time you get hit or hit the ground, it hurts, even though you've been cleared to play, right? Right. Yeah, no, that that just speaks volumes on, you know, how much it means to him. Um, yeah. he, he cared. Uh, you know, he obviously is a ton of things, and I'm pretty sure it's a lot of players you're thinking about, you know, my team. I can't let my team down. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm this player. I'm this guy who's 
like you said, one of the greatest tight ends out there. My 70% is better and will yeah. be good and suffice, you know, out there. Right. I'll go out there and give it all. But like I said, that's just the mentality and, and, and the strength that he has to where um, to be able to play through that pain, to be able to yeah. sit there and, and let it subside and go out there and do what you need to do and still, you know, do it pretty good. Um, yeah. Like you said, it's, it's, it's immaculate. So did, uh, did you notice that last year with Gronk? I mean, I mean, when he came to the sidelines, I mean, I, I got to assume again, it's, you can, you can be cleared to play right Don. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can be yeah, cleared to play, but you're not healed up and you're not healthy. Tough. It's definitely kind of tough. I mean, you know, substitutions in and out. I may be on the field. I may yeah. not, you know, notice any of that. So, mm-hmm. y'all, y'all probably got more eyes on it than I do. Yeah. I just know and hear, you know, outside of <laughs> whatever y'all put out there, <laughs> the right. media and, and stuff like that, um, to where, you know, you know, like, oh, he was playing with this or he was, you know, yeah. hurting like this and, and came out there and still do something. So, Right. You know, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, mm-hmm. comes with the game. But mm-hmm. uh, like you say, you tip your hat to those guys who continue to go out there and play hurt. Right. Um, Matt, I got one more real quick. Sure. Since we're, since we're talking about the media and, and you know, <laughs> you, you like to comment on the media, Dom, which is awesome. Pro football talk kind of ran with something that Rick Stroud said on his podcast, which was, you know, back like six weeks ago, Leonard Fournette showed up to camp heavy, right? I mean, and he was. I mean, he, he, he Leonard said he was – in the 240s or so, but mm-hmm. he looked probably a little heavier than that, okay? But do you have – I mean, it, he's been working. We've seen it on social media. We've seen Leonard out there lifting and, and, and doing the things to get in shape. And Florida has a way, right, Donovan, of, of slimming you down just naturally. <laughs> you're, oh, yeah. You're out there working out. You don't have any doubt that this guy is going to be ready to go, if not by the start of camp, by the start of the season, right? I mean, he's just – he's a pro. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. These guys are pros. Um, you know, you got to also look at it. the body is just crazy. You know, someone who's like Leonard and he posts all the time. He hang cleaning 315 and yeah. doing all of these crazy things. You know, muscle weighs more than fat. So, right. so you're not worried yeah. about, about him reporting I, and being overweight or anything? Not. I'm knowing the man that he is. I'm, I'm sure that he was out there doing what he needed to do to make sure they were coming into camp you know, ready to contribute and yeah. compete to, you know, go back to the, to the big show. And that's what we're planning to do. But like you said, it's, it's Tampa. <laughs> you can lose 15 pounds in a day. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, so, whether you like it or not, like just the sweat from being out in the heat, like you have no choice. Like you're just going to lose the weight, right. the water weight uh, alone in that situation. It is crazy too. What you said about like, you know, the, the human body. Cause I know there's like UFC fighters. There's one guy, Patty, the batty where he'll fight. And then he'll just go, he says, I'll go and get fat now. He'll gain like 30 pounds. And then he, you know, loses that weight for like his next fight camp. He's actually fighting next week to any of the UFC fans in there that, that are watching. But uh, Scott was just talking a minute ago about, you know, Gronk's rib injury and some of the things he went through. Uh, we've already called you the Iron Man, uh, but that doesn't always mean that you're a hundred percent when you were playing. Was Is there any injury or something that you dealt with that you were able to play through where you were like, after the fact, like, Damn, I can't believe I got through that game. But you're kind of just in the moment, so you keep going. Shoot, I mean, pick a part of the body. I'm sure I <laughs> with. I didn't have a shoulder. I didn't have fingers, wrists, hands. I didn't have yeah. knee, ankles. Um, you know, elbows. What was the most recent thing from last year that you were dealing with? Maybe the middle season, end of the season, or whatever. No, not much. I think I was pretty healthy, fairly. Throughout last season, um, you know, by the grace of God. So mm-hmm. really haven't 
wasn't dealing with much, just typical finger injuries. But that's yeah. that's typical offensive line play. Sure. Uh, um. So yeah, no, I've been pretty fortunate, you know. Yeah. Uh, um. These past couple years and continuing on. Yeah, Donvin, you were talking about last year, and listen, pro football focus. You know, they're not the gospel when it comes to. Uh, player grades and 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 you know being spot on because there's a lot of different factors, but they do a pretty good good job. I think they're pretty reasonable when it comes to offensive line play. And one thing I noticed from from you, you know, coming in in 2015, your PFF grade has gone up every single year. I think you were 81 last year, which is damn good. I mean, really, like high 60s, low 70s is is good. 81 is is like superb, and. You gave up one sack, according to PFF, and the penalties have come down throughout your career, and and you've done a really good job with that too. But I mean, last year was your best year. I mean, just from a statistical standpoint, yeah. do you feel because it's hard to measure offensive linemen, right? Outside mm -hmm. of well, how many flags did he get, and and I'm talking in individual offensive linemen, right? Mm -hmm. And sacks allowed, those types of things. But but did you feel like like last year was was your best year yet? Oh yeah, absolutely, and um. You know, I'm big on just being consistent, you know, mm -hmm. consistently growing, getting better. Um, you know, that's something that I take pride in. Um, you're never too old to learn new things. Um, you know, I do a good job in the offensive line room with, with Coach Goodwin and Coach Gilbert to, you know, getting ready um, technique-wise uh, in the playbook, you know, understanding the game plan and stuff like that. Throwing so, that snatch and trap like you yeah. did last year a lot. It's a whole lot to go into it, um, but, uh, you know, it definitely was a good year for me, and, uh, you know, I'm just going to keep building on it. Was there a moment for you? Because, as Scott said, you know, you've improved every single year. Was there a specific moment, I don't know, maybe two seasons ago when Tom got here or just progressively throughout your career where, I don't know, it just started clicking for you where you're like, okay, like, now I got it. Now I can build on top of this and, and move forward. Um, and get on that list where, uh, you know, build your – build your offensive line. They can get you on the list this time. Right. Obviously you had uh, some beef with them. Yeah, no, for sure. I, um, I definitely feel like I've always been, been this player. Uh, it has been, you know, it's sporadic or whatever you want to call it, but just coming in turns and knowing who I am and what I need to do, not trying to do too much, not trying to step out of my, my box and, and, you know, compete down to whoever else or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to be able to just go out there and just play my style of ball and be me, um, that's just kind of been my mentality and mindset. I mean, I doubt that I can curse on her, but I don't care about anybody else or who I'm playing, right. what's going on. Right. Uh, um, you know, I, they, they got to deal with me uh, yeah. when we go out there. So, you know, that's just my mindset. Play with a lot of aggression, a lot of passion out there, and yeah. that's just been my thing. Does it bother you that you haven't received the, the Pro Bowl adoration or the All Pro or even some of like the just the lists of the top offensive linemen by some of the you know the sites that Pro Football Focus this that or the other thing is does yeah, that bother I, you or does that fuel you or both? It's it's definitely both. Um, you know you 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 know who you are or I know who I am. I know yeah. my player. I know you know other guys that's out there that's playing. I see what I do. I see what they do, and you know how. However, it pans out, but you know my time will come yeah. uh, um, for sure. But uh, it definitely is a little frustrating at times to see certain you know guys or, or you know people get accolades and stuff like that, and it's just yeah. like wow. But um, you know, like you said, it just doesn't line up sometimes. You yeah. come, you, when you say eighty-one is superb, and then you got somebody who's whatever it may be go right. and have better accolades, and mm -hmm. but it all has a big part in 
the whole city, the whole yeah, media the market, have, yeah, the right. market, all of those things. So yeah. um, the, the Super Bowl know, ring has to help, though, right? Yeah. At the end <laughs> of the day, I that's what I'm worried about. Um, yeah. Super Bowl ring, obviously, Pro Bowl is just something that you can put under the belt, um, right. resume and everything. All Pro is also probably yeah. one yeah. of the, the next best things to to put on there next to a yeah. Super Bowl ring. So. You know, out of those two things, that's all I'm worried about pushing for and just knowing that, you know, ultimately it's just going to make the team better um, yeah. to be able to get another ring. So how right, that you, when they get rings? <laughs> exactly. All right. I'll make sure to uh, to get a snippet of that video for, you know, for future publication. But, yeah, you make a great point. And Devin White mentioned, too, he was like, you know, he went to the Pro Bowl last year and he said, I never want to go to the Pro Bowl again because that means you're not playing. Um, in the Super Bowl, and especially right. the run that you went on, you specifically, to win the Super Bowl, to win that championship at, at home. Like, you went up against Chase Young in that first playoff game. Obviously, the Saints have been, you know, so tough to go up against uh, in, in all the battles we've had with them. Going to Green Bay and winning and then, you know, finishing it off with, uh, you know, all the points you guys scored in the Super Bowl. Do you, you know, does it hype you up more when you go up some of the against some of the best pass rushers um, in the game. Obviously, you're going up against a couple of uh, tough players this year, too. Do you kind of, I don't know, does it hype you up more? Do you does it pump <laughs> you up? Does it, do you wear yeah, it as kind of like a badge of honor type of? Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's just it's just competition. Um, you know, you, you go out there and, and they're, they're so-called the best. It brings out the best. Um, it makes you go out there, you work twice as hard go out there and make sure you show and, and, and do what you, you know, always do and, and practice to do um, yeah. to make sure you, like you say, you put your name on the map. Those things is just something that, you know, just comes, I say second nature because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm all for the challenge. Yeah. I'm never going to be scared of another man out there. Um, you win some, you lose some, but you know, you're going to keep fighting and keep, keep going, but I'm going to make sure that I'm going to win more than I lose. So. Yeah. That's the way it goes. <laughs> well, you guys were worth you know thirteen and four last year, best record in Bucks history, eight and two mark at home, the best in franchise history. But what's it gonna take to beat the Saints in the regular season? What's it gonna take to beat the Rams? Because the Saints have got you guys seven of the last seven games in the regular season and, and the, the Rams last three, including yeah. the, the playoff game. Um me personally, I feel like, uh, and I, I guess I could speak for some of the guys. I just personally feel like we need to go out there and just focus on us. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about our opponent. Worry about who they are, what they do, or what's going on. And um, sometimes, you know, I feel like we, we make the moment bigger than what it needs to be. Got we need to just go out there, play our style of ball, um, and make them deal with us, like I say. Um, yeah. As long as we're doing what we need to do, 11 guys, mm -hmm. and, you know, each side of the ball, offense, special teams, and defense – yeah. You know, it, it all going to work out. And like I said, I'm always take, you know, my guys that's in that red, pewter and white, no matter right. what, against whoever. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's definitely important that we go out there and make sure that we play Bucks ball, right. um, regardless of who it is, Saints, Rams, uh, whoever it may be. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's that's the way that I feel like we personally and, need to take that next step and, 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 and be able to, you know, Beat them and take care of business. Donna, do you, do you have to run the ball better now? Now that that nine to nothing loss at home against the Saints was one of the weirdest games I've ever seen in my life. For you guys, <laughs> a to be shut out, b to lose 
just about all of your offensive weaponry by the halftime of the third quarter, right? Mm-hmm. And and then C, that was a game you actually did run the ball really well. It just was just a fluky, quirky game, yeah. right? Where where I mean, if you score ten points, you win, right? And right. and and with with this offense averaging thirty points per game for the last three years. It was just kind of a fluky thing. You did run the ball really well there, but it's been hard to run the ball against the Saints. It's been even harder to run the ball against the Rams. Is that going to be a point of emphasis this year? Because you got the Rams again on the schedule, and of course you got the Saints twice. So you're just trying to establish that running game to help and provide some more balance against those teams? Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like <laughs> the number one thing a lot of teams should do in the NFL or their thought process is you got to run the ball. You got to have a good run game. Uh, because it just opens up the pass game, play action yeah. game for you to do different things. Um, you never want to become one-sided um, out there in, in the NFL. And uh, you, Did you get too play. lopsided sometimes. I mean, it's hard, right? Because you got the greatest quarterback of all time and all these weapons to throw the ball to. But did it get a little lopsided at times? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, we, we did get pass heavy, but we know who we were and what mm-hmm. we were doing. Um, you know, any given week, we knew we was going to go out there and throw the ball 30 times, 40 times, whatever it may be. Not sitting there saying that's what we wanted to do, but that's just the way that it happened. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, you got to get the run game going. Um, and that starts up front. Uh, for sure is, is something that I think that we're going to focus on heavy and, uh, you know, work towards to make sure that when we get those call runs and, and everything that we make them go. Yeah, and obviously when it comes to the run game, it has to be a collective effort from the offensive line. It can't just be you and Tristan and Ryan Jensen. Um, you have two new offensive, well, starting offensive guards. Uh, Shaq Mason's taking the one side, but lining up next to you, there's going to be a little competition this year uh, in training camp with Aaron Stinney, uh, with Luke Gedeke. What have you seen from those guys? Uh, are you looking forward to the competition? Because it affects you, obviously. You have to communicate with the guy next to you. Uh, how much are you looking forward to that? Yeah, no, I I, I enjoy it. Um, you know, to be able to see guys just go out there and make a name for themselves, uh, establish themselves in a position to be able to help the team um, is huge. Um, you know, between Stinney and you know Luke, and you still Hainsey, got Haines. Yeah. yeah, you still got Hainsey That's out there. Nick Leverett. Nick yeah. Leverett. So you know it's it's not going to do anything but just make everybody better. Um, you know I <laughs> I didn't been through you know buck seasons where we didn't transfer <laughs> guards at halves and all of these other things, swapping yeah. back and forth. So as long as a guy go out there and, and get his job done uh, to the best of his abilities and making sure that you know we're protecting well, move, getting movement in the run game. Um, you know, I'm all for it. But like I said, the competition is just going to make everybody better. And uh, between those guys and, you know, just personally knowing uh, it's huge. But, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be something that I look forward to and definitely watching training camp. Charlie, one of our uh, viewers has got a, a great question here. And I think with one more contract, you stick around Tampa Bay. And this seems like a certainty to me. I'm not a voting member. It's, it's up to the Glaziers. But what would it mean to you to be put in the Bucks' ring of honor? Right now they've got one offensive lineman there, Paul Gruber. And I think I told you back in Jameis Winston's camp, I want to say back in 2017, I said, Donovan, do you have the potential to be the best offensive tackle, the best left tackle for sure in Bucks history? Now, Tristan might give you a run for the money at the <laughs> offensive tackle, but but in terms of being the left, the best left tackle, which is that, you know, that 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 franchise position, essentially, right. like you're on pace to to being that guy. What would it mean to you to have that type of distinction? Yeah, no, it would, it would mean a lot. Um, 
just being a guy, you know, from where I'm from, uh, you know, a lot of quote unquote uncertainty on what was going on, you know, coming out of the draft and stuff like that. So to be able to have the Glazers family and the Bucks, you know, take a chance on a guy like me and then still here eight years later, um, you know, it definitely would mean a lot to, you know, have my name put up there and, in the, in the, <laughs> you know, in the stadium or whatever and, and whatnot, because it just shows, you know, the hard work, dedication, yeah. you know, and commitment um, that I have, you know, for this team and for this family to to yeah. be able to go out there and, and, and compete and be the best that I can. So, you know, it definitely it definitely would mean a lot. And, and I would assume you you want to retire as a Buccaneer. Right? You're, you're going to hit free agency again, right? I mean, that's good. And you're yeah. What well, I got the, two years left. Uh, yeah, and yeah. And the way those PFF grades keep going up, that price tag is going to go up. But 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 Jason Light, this front office, this coaching staff, they love you, right? I mean, you, you feel the love from this team, absolutely. And and uh, I, I'm sure if everything worked out, I mean, isn't that your dream to to retire in Red and Pewter? And be one yeah, of those I, franchise players. I think that definitely would be something that I don't know of many guys who may have been drafted by a team and then still be able to retire by the same team. Um, right. They'll spend all of those years with that team. So, um, you know, it's definitely something that you know I would look forward to, and and you know, obviously not opposed to doing um, right. and whatnot. Because, like you say, you you start. I started there, and why not finish there? So. You know, it's definitely something that, you know, I've thought about and, you know, it's definitely there. But, you know, at the end of the day, we'll see when that stuff comes um, right. or when that time comes. Because, like you say, you never know. Yeah. And speaking of of the coaches, uh, how much has Harold Goodwin and, and Joe Gilbert meant to you and, and your progression and your success as a player? Oh, it's been huge. Um, You know, I feel like <laughs> I've only been in one locker, one locker room, one offensive line room, but I genuinely feel like we have probably the best offensive line room out there. Um, just in, in the sense of, you know, the men in that room, uh, all the different personalities, the hard work that each guy puts in, um, the hours, the dedication is, is huge. And to be able to just, <clears throat> excuse me, compliment it with, you know, Coach Goody and, and, and Joe to coming in there and, and making sure that, the biggest thing that we always say is the dictatorship and you know, I mean, it's not a dictatorship, you know, yeah. it's a partnership, you know, we out there all on one accord trying to get, you know, the right answers, right place, right time, all of those things. And, you know, what better way to do that than being on, you know, the same page with your players. So, right. you know, that's definitely something that they've made a point to, you know, since they come in and, you know, to be able to just have coaches really listen to you mm -hmm. um, and really, you know, take heed to what you're saying is huge because it just, you know, regurgitates back to them, you know, because yeah. when they ask of something from you, it's easy for you to be like, okay, or they need this done. It's easy for you to say, okay, and right. get it done. Um, so yeah, you know, I love our locker room. I love our office alarm room and, mm -hmm. you know, hats off to those two guys for building out <laughs> yeah. the best office of line. <laughs> you feel me? Uh, in the, in the league, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's definitely, a. uh, uh, definitely a good time there. Donovan, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul was, was a known commodity. When, when you guys go good on good in training camp, right, you, you you knew what you were getting from him. Also, Shaq Barrett, who's been around since 2019. What have you seen from either the OTAs or just practice last year? I know you went up against the, 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 you know, the second team last year, the practice squad in practice, but Joe Tryon Schoenka is going to be starting this year, and he might be playing more on the left side. You might more, you might see more Shaq Barrett, but 
but you know he's he's a younger guy. What have you seen from JTS, and then also a couple of the guys that that were on that that practice squad, that scout team that you will be going up against in camp again? Cam Gill and Elijah Ponder. Tell me about those three guys and give me a yeah, no, little scouting hey. report on them. <laughs> it's good. Um, you know, to, to somebody like Joe is 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 definitely a rare breed. You know, to be as long, as quick as he is, as strong as he is, um, you know, as powerful as it is, it's amazing to be able to see him work. Um, for a guy, what's this year? Two, three? Yeah, two. Year two. Um, <laughs> yeah, look feels like more. <laughs> <laughs> year two um, is definitely going to be a, a big spark. You know, he plays with a lot of fire, a lot of passion, and all he knows is to go hard, you know, 100% yeah. of the time. So, you know, that's something that you want, um, and it's a mentality thing um to where you know he could go out there and give you <laughs> every look possible as a defensive end power speed length um, finesse right. length yeah. all of it and uh you know it definitely keeps you on the toes and you know you just got to tip your ass to that type of like talent that you know is is, is rare and yeah. you know i'm really excited to go out there and see him you know do what he do because I, I we we know what he does and what he's capable of doing and right and whatnot and it's just it's time for him to tie it together and put his name on it yeah. and uh as for ponder and, and cam gill you know those are also two guys that you know come in and, and compete hard um they work hard they work their tails off and you know they always they're always the one you know stepping up to to, to go out there and you know put they their pad on and get that mm-hmm. get that uh rep you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, they definitely don't shy away from it, and it's something that's there, definitely special. Um, Cam's <laughs> Cam's twitchy. He's fast. He's quick. Mm-hmm. He'll get up under you, um, and and it's it's pretty good to be able to see those guys, uh, you know, blossom. Ponder's kind of an amazing guy because he he played three technique defensive tackle at Cincinnati at two seventy five. Yeah. Now he's down to like two forty. Yeah. I mean, he, it's, yeah, it's been a remarkable transformation for him. But absolutely, I, he, yeah, he you, you still know, attack you like a tackle, but you know, college they like it. College they like to beef you up, uh, right? <laughs> you know, they like to beef you up. But you know, once you get into you, who you are and understanding your body and what you're comfortable with and how you move and what fits and what works, you know, uh, everybody kind of you know tape around and figure those things out. So yep. it's definitely um, I'm glad that those guys are on our squad. <laughs> yeah, Dan, we appreciate your time. Uh, we got three more for you. JC Allen's got one. What kind of impact has the annual masterminds? Had on your career, what is the biggest piece of knowledge you've gained uh, that you've implemented to your own game from? And this is offensive line masterminds, um, you know, coaching clinic group that you guys. Yeah. No, get I think that with. that's I think that that's special um, to be able to have, you know, guys all in your same position to to come out there and, and mentally uh, have the game, you know, broken down. Uh, it's huge. Um, you know, to be able to just hear things from, you know, a second year player to a 10 year player to a mm-hmm. Hall of Fame player to whoever it may be, you know, it's definitely something that's I feel like is needed. Yeah. Uh, offensive line is more than just going out there being a big guy and, yeah. you know, trying to stop the guy from getting, you know, to the quarterback or wherever it may be. There's a lot of mental things. I feel like offensive linemen are probably the smartest guys out on the field next to the quarterback. True. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You right. know what I'm saying? Like so what, needs to, what needs to happen and what needs to go on? Uh, you got to be able to see fronts. You got to be able to see linebackers. You got to see secondary. You got to see all of these things um, because it just helps make your job easier. So, yeah. you know, I feel like that's something that's that's definitely big and pivotal for a lot of guys to be able to, you know, advance their game and, and just add tools to their tool belt. 
You know, not all one guy is going to be the same. And, you know, I may not be able to do certain things that some others may do, but Mm -hmm. there are certain things that you could break down and and chip away and add to your tool belt that, you know, you could go out there and use. Yeah. And and speaking of of impact, you know, you've done a lot of great things on the field, but you've also done a lot of fantastic things off the field with your, you know, your work with Autism Speaks and and meeting with, you know, community leaders here uh, in Tampa. Can, Can you just tell the people for those watching and listening that might not know just, you know, some of the work that you do to, you know, help others yeah. around you? Yeah, you know, I'm 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 big on giving back. Um so for me my biggest my biggest thing or what I'm passionate about is, you know, uh autism you know my nephew has nonverbal autism and it's something that you know kind of as my family we had to learn and and understand you know what it was so you know it was a learning process it's definitely something to where you have to be able to uh you have to really be able to take a step back and 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 understand and and know um so i just made it a point to be able to you know try and give back i've done bowling events i've done a walk you know, around the stadium uh, for the mm-hmm. autism walk. We, this past year, because of COVID, I came up with the idea of doing the cornhole event. Yep, Why not yep. stay six feet away with that? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Right. Um, and everything. So, you know, it's just something that I'm always just, my mind is just racing on the ways to give back, um, yep. you know, get out into the community in other ways. Obviously, there's a ton of donations that I make that's, you know, unheard of and right. and whatnot. But, uh, you know, it's just something that I, I love doing. You know, yeah, well, I'm, I'm fortunate and blessed to, to come into a place and stance to, you know, lead and, and, you know, look out for other people and raise yeah. awareness and as well. So, you know, why not use my platform um, to do that? Yeah. We'd love to have you come out. It's been a couple of years since we've done the, the Peter report bowling league in the fall because of COVID, as you mentioned, but we'd yeah. love to have you come back. We know you're an avid bowler and uh, we, we've had really good representation from the tight ends, Tanner Hudson, Anthony Altlair, OJ Howard, you know, the tight end room is there. We're right. counting on you and some of your offensive linemen to really represent the O-line because I think you guys are probably better bowlers. Yeah. Um, so we'd love to <laughs> invite you guys out to to bowl with us and and mingle with the fans and Pewter Report readers this year. Oh, yeah. uh, we'll get with you about we, your schedule if you're interested. Definitely. We could for sure figure that out. I mean, I don't know if y'all want ready for any of that smoke <laughs> on the lanes yet. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be ready to come out and, out there and do what I do. Um, I, 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 I yeah, think I last personally, week I shot a 258 or 260. Yeah, oh, that's God. that's pretty good. I've seen you per- personally. I've seen you bowl. And it, it like it is fantastic. First of all, if you, if you bring like your own equipment <laughs> and the bag and everything, you have to be good. So you right. definitely you definitely right. live up to I the hype in that with sense. A bag with three balls and freaking <laughs> suck, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Donovan, I have another uh, just quick, quick question for you, and really appreciate your time uh, spending w- with us today um, yeah. on the podcast. I'll make it quick. Uh, one, because two of them are kind of together. One is Donovan Mitchell going to the Knicks? I really, really hope so. And two, um, you made a, a a lot of noise on on social, not you specifically, but at minicamp, you're wearing an awesome throwback Allen Iverson jersey, and a lot of yeah, people are like, yeah. oh, shout out to the jersey he was wearing. Uh, I know you wear a lot of um, you know different jerseys and stuff like that. Uh, I'm a big fan of that as well. What is your go to jersey if, if you're going out, or like for example, Chris Godwin wore a Kobe All Star Game jersey for the Super Bowl. So if you're going to wear one for the Super Bowl, you know, big event, and you got to pick what, one. Yeah, what what's your favorite? You can name a couple because I that's yeah, something I, I have that's, a couple. You you tie my hands there with just picking one. I can't <laughs> Give them Mount Rushmore if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I definitely do have some uh, jerseys that's back there. That's pretty good. I got a um, 
I forgot what year. I have an old school Tim Duncan uh, NBA mm. All Star jersey. Oh wow! Um, I got a nice uh, All Star Sean Kemp one. That's pretty oh, good. Rain Man. And yeah. Then, now uh, we're talking. You know, always got to go with the Pat Ewing. I got a Pat Ewing. Of course. Yeah. I love the, yeah. the, the 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 specific Knicks jersey with the black line on the side. You know, mm-hmm. you know they got the different uh different um unis that they have. But uh, I for sure got a ton of jerseys. Yeah, I got AI. I got Vince Carter, T Mac. Mm-hmm. I got uh Spud Webb. I got I got a ton. I just Spud picked Webb. up. Wow. <laughs> I honestly <laughs> just picked up a uh a nice Kevin Garnett on uh the Blue Timberwolves. Oh wow. Um and then a uh Ray Allen uh oh, yeah. jersey which is pretty sweet that I can't wait to wear. So, you know, I definitely uh I think it's a New York thing. I kind of just yep. the yeah. backs wearing, you know, wearing those jerseys and you know, it's just kind of just a way for me to just feel fly, feel fresh and, you know, go out there and pay homage to those guys who I, I grew up watching, you know, yeah. basketball. And then um as for Donovan Mitchell, I feel like we got to make it happen. We have <laughs> way possible, you know. I, and and, and I, I sit there, I text my best friend, and I say, Donovan Mitchell, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Kevin Durant, and Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, yeah, get paid. <laughs> that's my that's my starting five for the Knicks, and I don't know, I don't know how we gonna make it happen, but that's what I want it to be. <laughs> and Donovan loves New York. Like he's always. I know you're a Yankees fan, but he's like a huge Mets fan. He's tweeting about the Mets like every other tweet that yeah. he has. So you already it know happened. he wants to be in New York. So the right, Knicks absolutely have to make it happen. They're, yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely a must. <laughs> it's you know how it, it's been a while since the Knicks have really had a great season obviously they made it two seasons ago they made the playoffs but before that you know it was the staten mellow it was the staten mellow team that you know last made the playoffs before two seasons ago right absolutely yeah Yeah. those those mellow years was great (laughs) yeah yeah that was a lot of fun donovan last question for you this is my 27th year covering this team i i can't remember a hotter start in terms of opponents that are going to be bringing the heat Dallas Cowboys, New Orleans Saints on the road. Then you got the Green Bay Packers and Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, that's an action-packed opening month of football right there. What's your thoughts on the start of of this schedule? I know you're up for the challenge, right? Yeah. And it's not like those teams, you know, it's not like you guys are afraid of them. They should be afraid of you, right, because you're Tampa Bay Buccaneers now. But but what are your thoughts on on that? I know you're up for the challenge, but, I mean, that's – that that's that's a that's a tough opening task right there yeah no it's it's great um you know you kind of have you break down the season into quarters so yeah. four games each you know that first quarter is 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 definitely um is definitely huge you know you kind of recent years you kind of have you know the, the the early games on to where they really don't decide much or have much merit on anything but you know strength of schedule and strength of opponent you know matters and those are all great teams yeah. So, you know, to be able to go out there and, and, and you know, play our style of ball and come out with a W is going to be huge. And yeah. it's just going to set us up for, you know, what our season is going to be uh, for sure. Because obviously, you know, those teams are the standard top of the top tier, whatever it may be. Right. And, uh, you know, to be able to go out there and, like I said, compete, have fun mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, make sure we end up in the, in the win column at the end of the day. Is, is all that matters. So, you know, never back down from anybody. You yeah. know, we, we show up when, when it's time and, and we're ready. Um, you know, it's definitely going to be live, loud, ridiculously crazy, yeah. um, whether it be home or away. 
Yeah. Because uh, as you said, you know, COVID is, you know, kind of, you know, everybody getting back to normal and everything's yep. back to full tilt. So it's definitely something that, you know, I look forward to and I know all the guys are. And full tilt, there's like 4,000 more fans in the stands now. That <laughs> south end zone's got even more crazy Buccaneer fans. So that's going to be awesome. Right? I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, we love having you on the Peter Report podcast, Donovan. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you so Training much. Training camp is like, what, 10 days away or something? Yeah, I mean, we're, getting, we're pretty close. sure I'll see you. I'm pretty sure I'll see you pretty soon out there. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Stay cool in the meantime, Donovan. We greatly appreciate having you on the Peter Report podcast. We'll get to you about that Peter Report bowling league. And yeah, uh, enjoy the rest of your summer vacation. Thanks, All Donovan. Right, appreciate y'all having me. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Have a good one. Man, that was that was a good stuff right there, Donovan Smith. We're we're talking Buccaneer football with with a there we go there we go yep. <laughs> with with the uh, you know with 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 the guy that that really matters is on his way to playing his best football. I mean, I think he's there, but yeah, but you know that was a great question that we had from one of our our viewers about the Ring of Honor, right? Because I mean, yeah. you know, you, you got to stack the Pro Bowls to get the the Hall of Fame consideration, right? I yeah. Mean, I mean, like Levante David, it, he the numbers say Hall of Fame, the accolades and and the the the, the reputation of, of only being what a one time Pro Bowl or a one time All Pro, despite his distinguished career, I just don't see the path there to for him to make the the Hall of Fame. But Levante is a shoe in for the Bucks Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, I think Donovan's on his way there. That that's that was a great question, a great point right there. That absolutely was. It is very interesting because it the the char- like for those who are big fans of TV or a movie, the character arc of, of people is yeah. what's so interesting. And Donovan's in in his own is one that's been, <clears throat> you know, he's he hasn't been like an enemy or a villain or something like that. Right. But you no, know, not everyone loved Donovan Smith yeah. the first couple of years into his career. Sure. And then he really put it together and now it finally feels like he's getting the praise that he deserves yeah. where he's put it all together. Um, he's got the, the physical tools, obviously. Um, he, yeah. he makes highlight real blocks per year. Cause he's oh, yeah. pancaking guys get down in the open. <laughs> yeah. I honestly had like, I don't, and I don't want to keep him here cause we'd be here yeah, for like yeah. two hours, but I had like 15 more questions that yeah. I wanted to get to. He's, he's going to give us 20 minutes. We got 40. Yes. Right? Exactly. And we told him ahead of time, we're like, Donovan, we're going to get talking. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to yeah. fly by. Right. And that's what happened. So we, that always happens on the Peter report podcast with the Bucks players. Hey, just we're does. fun people to hang out with. You're damn right. Know. Right. And <laughs> we, we ask good questions. We get great comments and questions yeah. from our pewter people. And, uh, and it's, it's just awesome. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed having him on, and we'll have him on again later. And he really yeah. showed some genuine interest. We were talking before the show started about the Peter Report Bowling League, which Matt, uh, I, I think, I think we're, we're there yet, right? When it comes yes. to the the Pin Chasers promo, let's just do it right now. Yeah, let's absolutely do it. We talked a lot about Pin Chasers today. Obviously, Donovan Smith is a great bowler, and uh, the best place to go bowling is at Pin Chasers. Donovan's been there uh, a ton of times. Yeah. He essentially has residency yeah, he does, uh, yeah. at, at Pin Chasers. There's multiple locations, as you see, East Pasco, Zephyr Hills, Midtown, and Veterans. Um, there's one very close to the Buccaneers facility, the Ivan Hell Training Center. But it's more than just going bowling. It's a fun night out with mm-hmm. friends and family. If you want to book a birthday party for your child, they have an arcade area. So your kid, your kid and their friends and family can bowl and play video games at the same time. The food is extremely underrated. Pizza, great. Chicken tendies, awesome. The nachos, fantastic. 
So when you're going to pin chases, you're going for a full night out because there's different deals every single night. All you could bowl, all you could eat pizza, brunch on the weekends, Dollar Miller Lights. They literally have everything for everyone. Just go to pinchasers.net and see what type of deals that they have because they're always coming out with new ones too. And their owner, Anthony Peroni, huge Bucks fan, season ticket holder. So you're helping out fellow Buccaneers fans. And uh, keep an eye out for the next Peter Report Bowling League uh, coming soon. Yep. Pinchasers.net. And you will uh, enjoy it, as I said, with friends and family. Yeah, we, we were supposed to. Have, we we kind of teased it. We were supposed to have an event this Saturday, and uh, Rashad White was actually going to be there. We were going to do a bowling event with Rashad White. That that was the reporting date for the Bucks rookies. Yeah, not just quarterback school, but also the rookies. So he had to back out, but I'm sure we'll see him at Pin Chasers, and we had him on the podcast. And uh, we're, you know, we're, we've got some cool things lined up with Rashad that we're going to talk to you about at a later date. But one of the things we want to talk about right now is we got another special guest. That's Dee, right. Yeah. The, Dee Delaney. The, the guests keep on coming. And Dee Delaney, obviously a very cool story, too. He's, he's a player that bounced around a little bit and, you know, not your typical story of getting drafted, you know, early in an early round and made a career out of himself. He's really scratched and clawed his way and fought for, you know, everything. Great training camp last yeah. year. Bruce Arians was all over this guy, just praising him. And yeah. man, I mean, once again, in OTAs, now granted pads aren't on, but pads were on last year in training camp. But pads were were off during, you know, OTAs. And this yeah. guy was, was really the, the best playmaking defensive back. I mean, and probably him and Mike Edwards, right, in terms of making plays during yeah. the OTAs and the minicamp? Yeah, absolutely. He was involved in, it felt like everything. Getting yeah. interceptions, um, a lot of coverage plays. He won some, he lost yeah. some, but made a lot of good plays. And you just yeah. got to go and, and keep, you know, just keep at it. Because I think yeah. he provides solid depth for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. And he had a role last year where he had he to like play starts. significant snaps because of all the injuries. So he's definitely, um, you know, that's why they say next man up and everything right. like that. Like he's a key piece depth wise to the yeah. secondary that obviously um, went through the absolute ringer last year, right. went through so, so that, many different things. So that's going to be Wednesday. Guys. We're going to have D Delaney on Wednesday. So uh, that's, you know, that's something you definitely want to tune in for. I mean, we, we didn't really say it at the top of the podcast, Matt. It, it really didn't even bear saying or even repeating. But, I mean, th we knew this was going to be the best Peter Report podcast we've ever done. Yeah. And Donovan Smith's help, it was. So thank you, Donovan Smith. That was awesome. Scott, I think we could put this podcast in the ring of honor. I Probably so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, this is the best Peter Report podcast we've done to date. We're going to try to top it tomorrow. Probably will. But, you know, tomorrow we're going to have an awesome podcast, and then we're going to have Dee Delaney. Again, that's going to be Wednesday on the Peter Report podcast. I think you and JC, Allen, are going to be on with Dee, which is going to be awesome. And just a couple of other notes, too. Uh, with Bucks training camp coming up, our schedule is going to be a little bit different. So we're going to go over that with you real quick. Mm -hmm. So the Peter Report podcast Bucks camp schedule, this is for next week. This is where we start to go from our Monday through Thursday regular offseason. Now we're in training camp. It's going to change depending on when the Bucks practice. So next week we're doing a camp preview, and that's going to be at 4 o'clock. Uh, this is all 4 o'clock, right? So yep, this is Monday, four. July 25th. No podcast on Tuesday because we have to take a day off and get ready for camp because it's going to consume our lives for the next month, and that's okay. We love it. Wednesday, 
first day of training camp, morning practices, we're going to have a podcast at 4 p.m. And then the same thing Thursday and Friday. So next week, Monday, not on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. There is a Saturday practice, but we're going to kind of recap that. And on Monday, recap Monday's practice as well. So uh, we believe Monday is going to be the first day in pads. So Mm -hmm. definitely make sure that you're on there um, on August 1st. That's practice number five. Six, seven, and eight next week. So the the practice schedule and our podcast schedule for week two, this is in August, will be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, not Thursday. That's the day off, and then Friday. So keep note of that. We're going to be putting this schedule up there until next week. So you'll have an indication of of when you can tune in to our live Peter Report podcast. And uh, Matt, just to kind of end the show, we would be remiss if it was. You know, what day is this? This is Monday, isn't it? Well, mm-hmm. well, damn it. Let's just do a roll call, shall we? Roll call. Yeah, pewter people later in the show, but that's fine. Tell us where you're at. Tell us where you've been watching from. Watching Donovan Smith, Smith speak with us for about uh, 40 minutes. Um, yeah. Yeah, please, please tell us. We obviously have great fans all over the place. Tampa, Florida, obviously, but not just Tampa. The state of Florida. That's uh, right. The Northeast, the Midwest, all the way out West. Um, internationally, you yep. know, we have fans um all over the place. So please uh, start telling us where you're from. And Ooh. right off the bat, <sighs> New Zealand. Wow, Matt, we got New Zealand. That's uh, pretty awesome. We now Los Angeles. Let's go. Let's keep it going here. Let's. If you're in the chat, we want to hear where you're from. Crossville, Tennessee. Guess what? Uh, I'm going to be going to cover the Buccaneers practices in Nashville with our uh, intrepid. Uh, Photographer Cliff Welch. So I will be there in Nashville. Maybe we, I'm not sure where Crossville is, but maybe we can connect and uh, and check it out. We got Chicago in the house. Awesome. Waco, Nebraska. Holy smokes. We, we got Midwest. We got the South. We got New Zealand. We got the West Coast in LA. Shout out, Emily. Emily, avid commenter um, on the podcast. So shout yeah. out to you. Um, Alta, I don't even know where that is. Altamonte Springs. Altamonte Springs. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the the Gulf Coast, I believe. Cool. Gulf Coast of Florida. We got Massachusetts representing. Thank you, Ray. We got uh, San Diego and we got Oakland. So we another got, San another San Diego too. Alpine, right, yeah. San Diego. Yeah. We we got a lot of West Coasters, which is cool because that's uh different time zone. I mean, not New Zealand time zone. That's a different time zone altogether. <laughs> but um, very yeah. cool, though. We, we appreciate everybody chiming in. And, uh, you know, we, we, we certainly appreciate Emily's reminder to hit that like button, that thumbs up button. Because, folks, what that does is that lets the YouTube uh, algorithms, right? It, it allows them to get manipulated in a positive way. This is big tech working for us. And it puts us in front of more Peter people like you, more Buccaneer fans that can go to PeterReport.com and subscribe to our Peter Report TV channel on YouTube, which is awesome. So we're we're cruising towards 9,000. Our goal by the end of camp is to get to 9,000. And we'd love to by the start of the season, uh, or I should say yeah, into the season, get to 10,000. That's our goal. Yeah. So we're, we're about 1,400 away. We feel like we can do it with the support of you guys out there. So if you have not hit the like button yet on our Peter Report podcast or any of the awesome videos and clips that Matt puts up, please do so. And then also subscribe to the Pewter Report TV channel on YouTube. That uh, greatly helps us out. 
Yes, uh, please do, because uh, as everything you just said, uh, help us help you. We're helping each other uh, with everything like that. Love this comment from Long Lost Glazer in honor of Donovan Smith today. Yep. From Owings Mills, Maryland, <laughs> by way of Hempstead, New York. Very funny. Shout out uh, Long Island. Absolutely. At yep. Hempstead. Um, Scott, I think one last thing we should do. I mean, Donovan Smith was was money today. Yep. He, he was absolute money. And yep. uh, the best way to plan with your own money would yep. be with uh, Immuni Financial. At Amuni Financial, we help you live in the now. Congratulations. We're so happy Thank for you. you. Thank you. And even though the now may feel very different, you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement treating you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track so you can still prepare for tomorrow, today. Amuni Financial. Plan ahead. Stay ahead. Ah, Colorado. I'm going to go there at some point in time, right? I just got back from Lake of the Ozarks. Then I was back for a couple podcasts. Then I went to go see my family up in D.C. I've got family out in Colorado. Oh, cool. But but listen, uh, what I think Immunity's talking about is retiring and and doing some real traveling, not just a weekend here or there, but but really enjoying the fruits of your labor, right? And, and enjoying retirement. And in order to do that, you got to plan. And that's where Immunity Financial comes in. They help you plan ahead so you can stay ahead. Listen, folks, uh, I'm not just a pitch man for Immuni. I'm actually a customer. I've got the vast majority of my assets uh, in wealth and retirement uh, services with Immuni Financial. So I'm speaking uh, as, as someone who is a Immuni customer. And when I say that they do a fantastic job, I mean it. They're more than just legacy planning and brokerage and advisory services more than retirement accounts and college savings accounts. Uh, they have all the experience that you need to steer you into the right path and, and take on this kind of economic and financial storm that we're in right now. And I've been very impressed with the advice I've gotten from them. They get 40 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area. They're also uh, able to help uh, clients across the entire country. So give them a call. Do what I did. Call 1-800-868-6864. Or visit them on the web at amuni.com. That's A-M-U-N-I.com. And tell them Peter Report sent you. Oh, yep. <laughs> right, here we go. Playing well, tag go. with the, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, the best episode ever in the history yes. of Peter Report podcast. No we, like, we're up like over 500 podcasts now, something like that. I know. So, uh, truly awesome. And this was the best one yet. So congratulations to everyone. Uh, you are part of history we're gonna try to top that again (laughs) tomorrow so uh thank you to everyone watching and listening again please make sure you like and subscribe help us with that algorithm tell your friend to tell a friend to tell another friend and uh subscribe there so for scott reynolds oh yeah d delaney on wednesday make sure you wednesday coming up put that in your calendar so for scott reynolds i'm matt matera saying thank you everyone for watching and listening we will see you tomorrow for another edition of the Pewter Report Podcast. Out. Out. Thanks, Donovan. Thank you so much, Donovan Smith.